Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in. How are you? It's a new week. New something opportunities coming. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I wasn't built to write those successories that you put uh, on the wall in the offices. You know successories? I didn't even know that was a word. It's those posters that offices put in, you know, the hallways that have like platitudes, you know? Come on, everyone out there. What knows, are we talking? Everyone out there knows about? what successories are. Come on. We all know what this is, right? Okay, it's like Okay, okay. It's like one step today, one goal tomorrow, or you know what I mean? And it's like a picture of an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is. Oh, I need one of those. Please, everyone out there, DM us, hit us up on Instagram at the long finish and send me your favorite successory. I know you know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's not the right name, but we got to inform Catherine as to what, what these things are. Yeah. I missed the boat on this. At the very end, when we do our sort of mea culpas, I'll look at my phone and give you another example. Some inspirational poster, I yeah. guess is what yeah, I Yeah, send say. them to me, people. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 56 of The Long Finish. Wow. Hope you all are enjoying your GameStop money, your AMC money. Who knows what this week's going to hold. This is going to be coming out on Tuesday. Maybe this thing, the world has flipped upside down, but last week was a crazy week in the stock market. And we're also heading into the Super Bowl. So it's a great opportunity to be drinking some wine, whether you're excited, celebrating, rethinking. we got some great wine for you tonight in sort of the spirit of having something festive for these at-home, stay-at-home Super Bowl parties. But let's talk about the wine we're talking about tonight. Catherine, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking Domaine de Majas 2019 Rouge from Cote Catalan in the Roussillon region of France. And this is a great one for Super Bowl, but it's also a wine that's going to be by the glass when Esther's is reopening this week. Bear the lead. So come and get it any way you like it. That's right. Really poor intro by myself, uh, I have to say. I forgot to mention, that's what we'll talk about tonight. Yes, we got stuff going on in our life, but we've done it again, folks. The restaurants of California, the roller coaster continues, and we're back to being open for outside dining. Yeah, if you don't have whiplash, then you're not really paying attention here. Yeah, so Catherine's been hard at work figuring out how to open the restaurant at Esther's, talking about the wines that we're going to be putting on the by the glass wine list. And we'll talk about some things you should be doing for the Super Bowl, but lots to talk about. So anything you want to say about our family? You're putting your hand out like you have something that I'm missing. What am I missing? No, no, you're not missing anything. I feel like somebody sent me this TikTok the other day about like, oh boy. <laughs> about like, moms in the beginning of quarantine at 2020 and then moms in 2021 and like how far our standards have gone down and the first the first thing in the tiktok is the mom in 2020 in the quarantine baking banana bread and the one in 2020 she's got a banana 
in a slice of bread <laughs> as a sandwich. <laughs> and I was just thinking about that today. Like, oh, man, like just how the standards have lowered so much. And in some ways it's great, you know, because you're not like, I've got to be the perfect parent. And this is exactly the foods my child should eat. And this is exactly how many hours of screen time they get. And this is the kind of, you know, sensory play they need. You know, you're kind of just like, Let's make it today. Let's get through. So that's good. But I feel like we're really in 2021. I think about that with regards to like our apartment and the cleaning the apartment. I mean, every day, pre-quarantine, you and I would promise ourselves that we would put all the stuff away, their toys away, etc. And now this place is like a uh, Toys R Us war zone. It's just overtaken. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, <laughs> we had to dump out like... Four baskets yeah. today to find one little Peppa Pig character. We hosted a party over oh, the weekend man. for no reason. The kids just wanted to have a party, right? So we that made cufflinks, balloons. Yeah. They both just into this idea of throwing a party, which, you know, he knows we can't do, but he wanted to. So we got out all the decorations that we had, you know, streamers and balloons, and they made like paper chains and put things on the wall. It was so sweet. Well, he's just getting in the mode for what's going on this week. Busy week. We talked about it. Great Super Bowl setup. The GOAT, Tom Brady, versus the potential GOAT, Patrick Mahomes. Both teams, the Buccaneers of Tampa Bay, Kansas City Chiefs, they wear red. We'll be drinking red wine. Going pretty, pretty far for that one. But most importantly, as Catherine alluded to earlier, Restaurants in California kicking back into gear. We saw this over the weekend. We're taping on Sunday night. Friday was the first day the uh, restaurants were allowed to be back in business for outside dining, and restaurants were back. People were going after it. Oh, yeah. I saw people Saturday, too. People sitting outside. Definitely. So it's happening. And there are some new protocols that are slightly different from the last time we did this, which was late 2020. Definitely. Yeah, restrictions are a little tighter. Tables got to be further apart. Anyone working in the restaurant has to be wearing a face shield all the time. Guests have to put on their mask anytime a wait staff comes to their table. You're supposedly only supposed to dine with people in your household, although that's clearly not going to be enforced by the restaurant. That's not our job. But just a lot of new restrictions to really try and keep people safe, and I hope it's going to be really successful. New go-around for Esther's, so let's talk all about what we're looking to do with some of the food and the wine for Esther's. So as you're putting this by-the-glass list together, what are you thinking about? Like, what goes into your mind as you're trying to put together a list for Esther's 2021 and the clientele that'll be coming to dine, outside dine? This time I was really having fun with picking wines from all over the world, having some wines from Morocco, from Portugal, from, of course, France and Italy, my two faves, some great California stuff, but really keeping it worldwide. I think that's kind of what's been so fun for a lot of people during quarantine is to explore so many different places. And I wanted to keep that going by the glass. It's not the biggest list, but it will be constantly changing, which is what I think people want. Always trying new things. And as soon as this was announced last week that restaurants were coming back, we were getting an influx of calls 
people want to be out there. I Definitely. Mean, so My it's, goodness. We're dealing with a very tough situation across the country, but we'll speak on California because for all accounts, it's bad in California, but businesses are having to be open. Like It's a very tough situation to navigate. I mean, I think, you know, again, our staff really got into a groove last year, including yourself, because you were on the floor last time about how safe it was working at Esther's. But once again, like you run into these things where comfort zones have to be sort of recreated. And so do, 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 I guess my point is, do we do we wish that we were open? No, I wish that the government could just give everyone all the money they needed to survive and they could just stay home. Yeah. The businesses would survive and the people Correct. would survive. That would just be perfect. Yeah. Right? That yep. would be the good answer to all of it. Right. But that's not what happened. Yep. And the other tricky part is there's not really any research about outdoor dining. There's so many theories about what, how it is. And there's so, I mean, we have a lot of personal experience. But, you know, some doctors were saying, oh, well, they think the surge in California happened after they closed outdoor dining because then people got together in houses. Who knows? All I know is that our restaurant was doing our absolute best to do all the safety practices. And for us, there was no spread and it was working. So I hope the state spends their money and their time trying to find out who isn't doing it right and make them have better practices. Because I'm sure there are people that aren't. And I think you're right. We just got to cover our own bases Make sure our house is in order and continue to do what we did last time, which is just follow the guidelines to the, the letter. That's really all we have at this point. Those are the choices. Well, let's get into the fun part about let's this. Let's get into the fun. Which is opening Esther's again for outside dining to enjoy some wine. So let's talk about the wine of the night. Let's remind people what we're drinking. And let's talk about why this wine is going to be so much fun to drink, whether you're drinking at Esther's or you're taking it home to drink it for yourself. Yes, so this is the Domaine de Majas 2019 Rouge, red, from Côte Catalan in the Roussillon region of France. Côte Catalan is an IGP, Indication Geographique Protégée. What does that mean? Jeez. So, okay, just really quick. Sometimes you look on a wine label and it'll say something like... Uh, Bourgogne or Sancerre or Chinon, and it will say AC or AOC, Appellation. AOC is a slightly more designated, more rules, smaller region with restrictions about wine growing, what can be grown there and how it's grown. A little bit bigger region, a little bit looser in rules is the IGP. Beyond the IGP is the table wine. Does that kind of make sense? That's my most yep. basic way of explaining it. Anyway, Côte Catalan is a really prominent region in the Roussillon, and Roussillon is in southwest France, a lot of times lumped together with Languedoc. Okay, so Roussillon, though, is the one that is, it borders the Mediterranean Sea, it borders the Pyrenees, and borders Spain. So you're right down there in the corner. Think really warm and sunny with Mediterranean breezes, but you still have some influence from the Pyrenees so it doesn't get too hot. And grapes that grow really well there. I mean, there are whites there that are great, but really this is the 
red is the heart of the Cote Catalan region. You have grapes like Syrah, Grenache, Movedra, and Carignan. Fruit forward, juicy reds, which is exactly what this wine is tonight. So this is from a small producer, a couple named Alan and Agnes Carrer, and it was started by Alan's father, who just sold all his grapes to the negociants, which, you know, we've heard that so many times. He sold everything to the co-ops. Co-ops are really big in this region. So for a long time, it was really kind of hard to make it on your own. And Alan was like, I've got to do this. I got to try and make it on in my own. So he found the state in the early 90s. And it was kind of tough. And so, but he got this opportunity to just work with the supermarket chain and make wines for them. So he was doing that exclusively for them for a while to make some money. The wines were okay, but they like had no terroir. There was nothing special about them and he was still losing money. So he found this mentor, Domain Matassa, who is one of the like major strongholds, like renowned producers of the region who helped him totally rebuild the estate, convert everything to organics, native yeast fermentation and start making really quality wines and that put him on the map and these wines are really special now they're just so drinkable all his wines they're affordable they're drinkable and you know they're so well made so this is 50 percent carignan 50 percent grenache 20 to 120 year old vines and both carignan and grenache are great as old vines it's unfined it's unfiltered it's 100% whole cluster and then aged in concrete. So no oak here. So do you have anything else you want to add about this wine or can we start tasting it? Let's drink it. Let's do it. Let's taste it. Super dark, dark ruby color. Totally opaque. I can't see through it. Legs are coming down. About medium speed, medium width. And this is 13% alcohol. So still on the light to medium side for a red. It's bigger than I thought, actually. Tons of red fruit on the nose. Dried strawberry, ripe raspberry, raspberry juice, red plum, red apple, maybe some rhubarb, and floral notes as well. Violets, wildflowers. It's very, very fruity, but underneath that, there is an earthiness, kind of like a dried earth, a rustic dried soil, maybe a little bit of cured meat and baking spices as well. Cinnamon, clove, anise. There's a fruitiness. The, the fruit is both dried and fresh. There's a really intense fruitiness, but then it's really complex as well if you sit here and give it a chance. Let's taste it. I really get that dried strawberry and dried raspberry, but there's a tartness to it as well. A pomegranate kind of thing, like a really fresh pomegranate juice that's tart. Just a little bit of earthiness, but not much. It's quite juicy. It's medium bodied, light to medium tannin. Doesn't feel like it's high alcohol at all. It's all in balance, totally dry and with a medium plus acidity, I would say. It's deceptively complex, but just juicy and enjoyable at the same time. This wine we have had by the glass before, and it was in our chilled section. So it is great with a little chill on it as well. It's that just juicy fruitiness. What do you think? I think the wine's great. I agree with what you said about deceptively simple. Because it is gluggable, but there is 
some complexity hidden inside there. So, Which is my favorite thing. Yeah. I love it when a wine is gluggable, but if you just take a second, there's a lot more going on. You know it's a great winemaker. Thoughts on food pairings? Oh, something just rich and intense is so great. We had this, well... It's one of our regular meals in rotation. We do this slow-cooked pork with garlic and onion and some apple cider vinegar, and it cooks all day, and then we have it with tacos. But this would be so great with that. Great with soups and stews, burger, brisket sandwich, just heavy wintry foods. Delicious. And how can we get our listeners to find this wine or a wine similar to it or from the region? Well, a wine from the region is a great choice because there's so much value in Languedoc, Roussillon, or in the Roussillon, southwest France. There aren't that many super notable little appellations or smaller regions within it. There's Corbiere, there's a few others, but nothing that really gets that price point super up there. So it is a wonderful region to explore for medium bodied reds with lots of fruitiness and for value. Immediately, you can just go for that 25 and under section. The other thing I'll say about this is that it is the blend of Carignan and Grenache. And Grenache, we've talked a lot about before. Carignan used to have a really bad rap because it grows really easily. It doesn't need a lot of water. And the government was even like recommending people plant it and was subsidizing them in Roussillon for planting it for a long time. And so, you know, Psalms and wine people were kind of like turning their nose up at it because it was everywhere. Sort of like the Merlot, you know. But then... People found that old vines were really amazing and that well-grown Carignan could produce like this, a wine with a lot of complexity, even though it was easier to grow. So if you happen to stumble upon a Carignan, either from California, which is great for Carignan as well, or France, lots in Languedoc-Roussillon, or even in Spain, it's Carignana, or in Italy, Carignano. It's a great grape to try, and you get a lot of value. I'm glad you asked that, because that was my last question. Now that the wine bar component of Esther's is reopening, how would you steer someone towards this wine? Like, like you, you think you have a uh, some sections at Esther's where if you like X wine, then try this. So what sort of bold type varietal drinkers would be in line to drink something like this so it's not pinot noir and it's not petite syrah it's right in the middle it's really in that zinfandel lover category some syrah lovers would like it anyone likes a cote de rhone or wines from southern france a tempranillo lover might like this as well it's just that great medium bodied red that doesn't have so much tannin and has great fruit. That's awesome. I've enjoyed the wine tonight. We did have the pork, uh, some leftovers for Sunday night. Went great. So if you're looking for some stewed meats or a wine to go with your stewed meats, check out this wine or wine from the region and come back into Esther's. We'll be ready for you. Starting Thursday night, which is... February 4th. February 4th. Mm -hmm. Make a reservation though. That's what we're doing now. Just reservations. That's to even further our protocols we make sure we have enough people in there to service you make sure it's all spaced out exactly yeah we're going the reservation route now at Esther's. so come on in all right 
Now we get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I'm going to go first. This is a weird one, but it's been in the news. It's the stock market. Why is it inspiring to me? Well, I opened up my own account to get in the mix to learn more about the stock market. But also, I'm in conversation with my family way more this past week, including my two sisters. My sisters and I are on a text chain. That is so cute. Talking a lot about the stock market. I'm sure there's other families out there that are sort of out there discussing some stock options, some securities. And so that's my inspiration for the week, getting back in touch with my sisters. It's not all just kids and sports and Virginia. Now we're including the stock market into our conversations. So it's a big inspiration for me. And hopefully, babe, I put $10 into this account. I hope I double it. I hope you do too. <laughs> thanks for thanks for thinking of me. That's right. It's all going towards you. Do you have an inspiration for the week? All right. I am inspired by an equally stimulating thing this week, which is ice cream. I know you can't believe it, but wine is just not, you know, doing it for me these days since I'm six months pregnant. But ice cream is doing it. And I love Sweet Rose Ice Cream, which is part of the Rustic Canyon family of restaurants. They've got some seasonal flavors. They've got some classic flavors. The salted caramel is my jam. And... I would just not be making it through this pregnancy without ice cream. I've also been thinking about classic ice cream sandwiches as well, which, you know, back in the day we used to get this Diddy Reese in Westwood, two big, big cookies with a giant scoop in between for like $2. I'm going to find out this week if they're open and go get that. But let, let me just shout out, thank you, ice cream. You're helping me survive. It's not just ice cream for you because you're into popsicles. We recently discovered at the supermarket, remember those push-ups from back in the day from kids growing up in the 80s, 90s, and today? The push-ups, like the creamsicle push-ups, I found some of those, and you're devouring those. Oh, yeah. Those don't even have a chance kids to stay in the freezer. Kids can't even know about them. Yeah, exactly. Some other great you know, companies out there, of course, Ben & Jerry's, Strauss. Strauss is the best yeah, from and, the store. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of great options. We can't keep enough ice cream in the freezer because by the time it comes home, you take it out, take it down, and it's gone. So shout that's, out to ice cream. That's why we need a new house so we can have a second refrigerator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll come on this podcast and tell you that we've found a place to live, but we're still here. Hold it down. As we actually cross year, I want to say like 13 or 14 in this apartment. 14. Amazing. 14. Keeping that rent control low. So when you uh, pop out number three, we'll celebrate too. You're 14 here in Santa Monica. All right, that's it. That's episode 56. Six. 56 Ooh. is in the books. Thanks to everybody for listening to the show. We got another uh, rating this week. I think we're up to 84. We need 100. Ooh. We need 100, folks. So if you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the show at iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, it would mean the world to us. Please hit us up on social media. Catherine, where can they find us and yourself on social media? You can find us at The Long Finish on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram and Facebook. You can find The Long Finish on Twitter at TLF Pod. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Hit us up with some questions. Hit us up with those successories that I know that you probably remember when you used to go to the office. You don't go to the office anymore to see those platitudes on the wall. But send me some of your favorites. Send us any questions you have about wine. We want to we have a wine mailbag sometime in February March with any questions you might have so DM us at the long finish on Instagram I'll put those together for an episode 
All right, we'll be back next week, starting on February, with an all-new episode of the show. Until then, have a great week. Be smart, be safe, practice social distancing, wear a mask, and happy drink. Ciao.